Howdy, howdy, neighbor, and welcome to Henderson. Not just the place where this podcast originates, but it's all about Henderson on this week's episode. And I don't care if you've been here a few times, lived here a few years, lived here all your life, or you're not familiar with Henderson and you're stationed in a totally different part of the state. I guarantee you, you're going to learn something today and you're going to have fun learning because... On deck is Miss Abby Dixon. She is the executive director of the Henderson Tourist Commission, and she can't wait to prove that Henderson has it all. From parks to festivals, shopping to restaurants, it is a community in a league of its own. All of the delicious and delightful details are staring you right in the face. All you need is a comfy chair and a cup of coffee, because here comes episode 14, season 3 of Blabbin'. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Ledbetter to Ludlow, Princeton to Paintsville, nobody but nobody blankets the bluegrass like we do here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. After all, we explore and celebrate all things Kentucky and have a big old barrel of fun in the process. From right here at the North Quail Motel in Henderson, KY, this is Sam Moore. And I just noticed a little unintended pun there in the intro when I said that Henderson was a community in a league of its own. I wasn't lying because we were, in fact, featured in the movie A League of Their Own back in the early 90s. Remember with the uh, Rockford Peaches, that softball team? Rosie O'Donnell was in there, so was Madonna, among plenty of others. But uh, part of that movie was filmed at a house right here in downtown Henderson. So how about that? Wouldn't even think about that when that came out of my mouth. But (laughs) I love those unintended puns. And we're going to have a bunch more fun today with Abby Dixon, who is the executive director of the Tourist Commission. And gosh, a lot of these festivals have uh, come and gone already this year, but you can mark them on your calendar for next year if they have. We featured a few of these festivals on previous episodes, so if you missed them, well, first off, go back and check them out because you need to hear all about these festivals. But we'll give you a synopsis of all of them here on the program, too, not to mention, you know, all the gorgeous scenery we have to offer and uh, attractions that just truly can't be beat. Motels, lodging, this is Henderson Central today. And you name it, we've got it as far as uh, Hindo Info is concerned. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com is my email address. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S. B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. I don't care what it is as far as suggestions that you may have for guests or topics, things that you'd like for me to dive into. Send them my direction. I don't bite, as I've told you. When I do... It's barely noticeable. And you can also hit me up via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which I encourage you to like and follow. 
because all previous episodes are there for your listening pleasure. If you miss some or you just want to hear some again, you know where to find them. You can also make comments, leave messages, and stay up to date with additional information and teasers for future shows as they are presented throughout each week. also want to remind you that as far as podcast directories go, we are definitely accessible free of charge via Apple, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. They're all free, they're all easy, and we encourage you to listen to and subscribe to Blabbing in the Bluegrass via those outlets, okay? Now, before we get to Abby, who's anxiously waiting in the wings, I have, as usual, a bluegrass brain buster hot off the press and ready for your ears and your brain cells. Now, last week, we learned that Bandana in Ballard County is the state's smallest town, population 203. This week, I want to know what is the smallest county in the Commonwealth in terms of population. Again, what is the Commonwealth's smallest county in terms of population? Maybe a little easier than last week. No, I think they're equally as hard. But good news is you got some time to think about it. Don't think too hard. Make sure you're keeping uh, both ears on Abby while your wheels are spinning. And we will reveal the answer in the program's final segment. Best of luck. You're probably going to need it. Sam Moore now presents his Blabbing in the Bluegrass Community Connection. Well, in today's Community Connection, we are uh, featuring, I believe it's Kentucky's 12th largest city last I checked. Don't hold me to that, but it's my hometown nonetheless, and it has so much going on for it and so much to offer that we're devoting a whole show to it today, talking about Henderson Kentucky, and we have the executive director of the Henderson Tourist Commission joining us today to give us the 411, and uh, if it's in Henderson and she don't know about it, well, that can't happen. It's not possible. (laughs) So, no better person to enlighten us all about this great, charming community, and let's give it up for the one and only Miss Abby Dixon. Hello, everybody, and thank you, Sam, for having me. Abby, it's such a pleasure, and we know you got a busy schedule, so I'm just glad to be a part of it. You're the executive director of the uh, Tourist Commission here in town, and you're also uh, the mother of a little one. And uh, how old is she now, one? Um, Eliza is two and a half, so she'll actually, she'll be three in oh, December. Gotcha. So two, I tell you, they grow up fast, don't they? Yep, she um, she's gotten big on us. She has lots of opinions, and she's strong-willed, <laughs> and she will change the world one day. So. <laughs> I'm telling you, she <laughs> she's going to be a politician one of these days. Just you wait. But, me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, enjoy the days while she's still somewhat little. Anyway, right. right. <laughs> now you're from. Uh, you're from Marshall County originally, but you've been here, is it ever since you graduated college? No. Um, so I grew up in Marshall County. Right. And I went to college at Western. So as did I. Go Tops. Go Tops. Go Big Red. <laughs> That's right. Um, so moved to Nashville and um, really enjoyed my time there. Um, and then I connected with Mr. Evan Dixon, who was living in Henderson. Um, he grew up here 
Sure. And we started dating and I, I guess I just kind of assumed, you know, if things worked out, he would move to Nashville, lots of opportunity there. And I really, I loved my life um, in Nashville, but the further along we got, um, the more I really fell in love with Henderson and really saw us having a really great life here. Um, so I, you know, it's interesting. There was never like, it never felt like tense, I guess, making that decision. Yeah. It, it felt natural. Yeah. Like organically, I kind of started looking for jobs and, um, eventually, um, made my way up here. So I'm a transplant. Um, Evan was a really good recruiter. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm the Hendersonian now and, uh, I really love this town. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you've been around long enough for us to call you local now. How, how long have you been here exactly? Oh, gosh, I guess maybe seven years. Seven. I'm sorry I'm making you do math this morning. You didn't think no, that was hard. part of the package, did you? <laughs> <It's> hard. <laughs> but uh, no, we're, we're sure glad you're here. Now, Abby, uh, what, um, what have been your favorite aspects of... Um, life in the community thus far? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, when I think about what, what about just like day-to-day -day life makes me really love Henderson and our life here. We, uh, we're downtowners, so we live downtown and uh, Evan and I can both walk to work, which is just wonderful. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. We bought bikes a couple of years ago and I'm still like pretty rusty with the brakes so that's a little scary sometimes practice <laughs> but, makes perfect dear yeah yeah <laughs> so we can ride our bikes around um we go out to eat at our downtown restaurants way too much because you know it's so easy just yeah which we're going to give you a chance to really hit those hard here in a bit okay, so <laughs> we'll let uh, you talk about the, the restaurant scene for sure yeah i don't know there's just so much there's such a sense of community here we um met great friends along the way that many of which are in the same season of life um, as us. So I feel like we, you know, we've, we've just built this little community. Um, oh here. yeah. So everyone talks about how great the people are in Henderson. And I think that's absolutely true. Um, aside from that, just, you know, the natural beauty, I think there's something really special about um, being a part of a community that's on the water. So. so oh yeah. <laughs> and not just any old river, the Ohio River for crying exactly. out loud. Now, um, talk to us about the uh, most memorable and rewarding highlights of your experience leading the uh, Henderson Tourist Commission to this point, Abby. Yeah. Um, so I would say we are in the middle of it right now. So <laughs> there you go. We're we're at the climax. We shall are. We say. We are. Um, so a few years ago, um, you know, it's it's been a part of the long-term plan once the library expansion was complete, that the historical society um, here, which was here at the depot, um, would move the artifacts over to the library. That just really made great sense for, for them and um, for the artifacts. So so that was that worked out really well for them. Um, what happened was I was kind of charged with reimagining what 
the other half of our space here at the Depot Welcome Center would look like. Sure. So we we knew we would have this huge open space. I think total it's about 2,300 square feet just on that side of the building. Hmm. Um, what could we do with it? Because the last thing we want is empty space at our Welcome Center. So I knew that it needed to be something that would be a good fit for the Welcome Center. You know, how if, if we have... Um, kind of ownership over this space it needed to be something that would be good for visitors and you know I always say this we know what's good for visitors is really good for locals too so good oh yes absolutely <laughs> yeah so started digging into the city's vision plan that kind of popped up in 2015 and then again the downtown master plan and um, that came a few years later um, because I didn't want to reinvent the wheel you know what could we do that is part of the long-term plan for our community. Mm -hmm. um, and something that really stood out that felt like low-hanging fruit, enough at least, um, would be to fulfill the need for some sort of creative space, kind of um, a haven for artists, um, a place where they could work, where they could learn more about, um, you know, whatever their craft might be. Um, and it made sense to partner with the Ohio Valley Art League, um, local nonprofit here in town, to make that happen. So instead of us just kind of going out and doing our own thing, um, I, I called up Jordan Miracle, no better person to work with than her on a project like this. Oh, no. Started, yeah, we started imagining what, what we could provide here at the depot. So we are now um, just weeks away from opening Gallery 101. So... Mm. It smells like fresh paint in here right now. There's a lot of progress going on. Um, so this will be a really nice, like done the right way art gallery here in Henderson at our Welcome Center. Um, there will be rotating exhibitions that Jordan will curate um, featuring local and regional artists. There's workshop space, uh, so artists can come in for both organized classes and just to work on their own. Oh, um, sure. And then we're also going to just open this up. The, there will be meeting space for, you know, nonprofits or boards or whoever could utilize that space. We're also just going to open the space up to anyone who wants to come in and be productive or just, I don't know, scroll Instagram, whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have great views of the river with some high top tables set up in the gallery. Um, students who wanna come study here, whatever. I think we're seeing this um, shift from having to be in an office to being able to work remotely. So I hope that this is a place where if you just need to get out of your home office for a little bit, come work sure. in the gallery, hook on to our Wi-Fi. I think I just sounded like um, my mom when I hook on to our Wi-Fi. <laughs> free Wi-Fi, um, inspiration <laughs> all around you. So it'll just, it's going to be a really great, great place, multi-use space um, for the community, but we'll certainly fulfill that need that was identified in the vision plan to have a creative hub for local artists. Sure. And it's a, you know, a different environment you might find you work better in. If nothing else, it's just like a, a therapy room, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably spend a lot of time over there. Oh, see, and <laughs> so you know from experience how great it is. So, <laughs> and while we're while we're talking all about the depot, they've also got a great gift shop. You can stock up on uh, souvenirs to take home, right? We do, we do. And actually, the cool thing about our gift shop is um, the the money that we raise through gift shop sales 
go into our grant fund. So when you shop with us, you're supporting um, local organizations and events that happen in our community that are good for tourism. So things like the Handy Festival, Bluegrass in the Park, um, Porch Fest, we're able to give back grants um, to those groups in the community. See, so it's a win-win situation. It is. <laughs> you're yeah. getting goodies. <laughs> and you're supporting a good cause. So two good reasons to explore the gift shop. Now, Abby, as your website states, Henderson is the perfect place for us to quote unquote discover our nature. So we touched on this briefly a second ago, I guess. But for those who've not yet visited Henderson, shame on them first off, but uh, <laughs> explain what makes it such a natural paradise. Yep, so um, when our community branding rolled out um, five or six years ago, I guess, with uh, the Discover, Discover Your Nature tagline, um, you know, that came from a lot of input, a lot of uh, conversations with community members and with visitors. And what became clear is we've been this haven for people like John James Audubon, W.C. Handy, folks who have um, taken what in the nature that inspired them when they were here in Henderson and turned it into something really beautiful that has left more than just a legacy. So when we, when we say you can discover your nature here, we're not just talking about yeah, we have these great trails and great state park and the sloughs and the river walk. So you can observe the nature around you. The nature around you here inspires bigger things um, to come. And it's, you know, we've seen that through history here in Henderson with makers and creators who have taken the nature that has inspired them and, and made life something really grand. So whatever your nature is, you can come to Henderson, you can take advantage of those small town connections, um, you can feel truly connected to this place and take in, you know, just the still and the quiet and the nature around you uh, to leave inspired. See, so if you haven't found your nature, <laughs> it's waiting on you here. Here. <laughs> in Henderson. <laughs> Come find it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Come find it. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's begging you to come. Now, um, you um, mentioned those festivals, some of them a little bit ago, and uh, you're, you're not lying. Henderson proudly hosts a number of annual festivals to cure anyone's uh, cravings for food, fun, and fellowship. So we're going to yeah. give you a chance to uh, touch briefly on uh, each of those and any others that you want to throw into this list too. But why don't let's start, Abby, with Henderson's annual Tri-Fest. All right. So you're right, Sam. Tri-Fest kind of kicks off festival season in Henderson. It does. In a normal year, um, <laughs> that, that's in April. Yeah. Um, COVID permitting. <laughs> yeah. And... TriFest is just a time where you can, you know, it's kind of that classic festival atmosphere, rides for the kids, fireworks, live music, um, but the, the real highlight is all of the food that you can try. So oh, yeah. I, I'll tell you this, I always look forward to those Lions Club lemon shakeups. Mm, you and me both. 
Yeah. What's so cool about, you know, I kind of hit on earlier, just the sense of community here, attending TriFest, you know, and buying food from these vendors, you're supporting the breakfast lines um, who give thousands of dollars out in grants. And this whole event, the purpose is for local groups to be able to, to raise money, um, you know, kind of as, as vendors. So, um, one of those things you should feel good. I mean, you might feel kind of bad after you eat a lot of deep fried things, but, but you should feel good inside. Yeah, at least you'll have a sense of pride knowing that. Yeah, we're supporting the community. Yeah. It's, just, it's just fun to see everybody out. And it's, you know, typically the weather's starting to turn a little bit warmer. Everyone's ready to be outside. Um, so we always look forward to TriFest every year. Absolutely. And you can't leave Chai Fest without getting a funnel cake. That ought to be illegal. Are, are you a funnel cake person? Oh, yes. I was going to say, <laughs> not everybody is, but. I, am. I grew up, so Marshall County's claim to fame is Tater Day. Tater? I've so, heard of Tater Days. And, you know, believe it or not, you don't see a lot of taters at Tater Day. But I would say funnel cakes are the signature dish of the Tater Day. <laughs> I grew up with funnel cakes. <laughs> well, so see, it's in your blood. Yeah, but, and like you said, just, and any, the walking tacos, ribeye sandwiches, you name it, you can find it okay. down there at, um, at TriFest. Now let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit, shall we, to about the middle of June, where we find Henderson's annual WC Handy Blues and Barbecue Fest, which I know you're on the committee there, Abby. Yeah, so um, our commission is proud to support Handy Fest and the other festivals too, just however we can. Those volunteers absolutely kill it every year. And, you know, to see a world-class event that draws folks not only from all around the country, but also international visitors as well. Um, that is put on exclusively by volunteers, that's pretty special. And that's something that we should all be really proud of. Um, Handy Fest is really the big one. Um, thousands and thousands of people flock to our riverfront to catch world-class blues entertainment. Um, this past year was year 30, which is really impressive for something like this to go on for oh, so Oh, heck long. yeah. And I can tell you, my goodness, Handy Fest 2021, it was very clear to me that the momentum is there to do this thing for like another 30 years. I mean, it was no doubt. <laughs> yeah, there's so much energy and um, you're, you said earlier, you know, fellowship, just like being together with community and welcoming visitors into our community. Um, you have these picturesque sunsets and the, the performances this year were second to none. Like, I think everyone went crazy for Larkin Poe. I know that was really, a, those those ladies were on fire. They were- Big kids, yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, the fact that we have this here and that we're, we're doing this with volunteer labor, you know, folks that spend their free time putting this on, it's, it says a lot about our community. Oh, I know. If you look up dedication, the, these people's picture ought to be beside it in the dictionary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, are they are dedicated. I mean, but they yes. have down to a science. I went to um, Zotico night, and, 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 you know, that's always busy, but I think it was even more so this year because people were just so glad to, to get out again, you know? Yep. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we, we've seen a lot of that this year. Um, and I'll tell you, just at our office here at the depot, we had so many calls, folks saying, you know, I've heard about this festival for several years now, and I've just never put it on my calendar to actually come, and I'm going to come this year, so tell me what I need to know. Or, you know, my uh, spouse and I decided over the pandemic that we were going to buy an RV and just see the country and saw, heard about this festival. Tell me, you know, when do I need to, when do I need to be See, that's yeah. grat <laughs> that's gratifying, yeah. yeah, to know that people are, oh are drawn yes. from all these places. But uh, anyway, now on to the next month in July. I attended a couple nights this year myself yeah. and loved every minute of it. Um, Abby usually MCs a little bit. So why don't let's talk about the steadily growing Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival. Absolutely. Um, this is definitely one of my favorites. So... Songfest is all about taking kind of that Nashville style Bluebird Cafe listening room experience with award-winning songwriters from Nashville, Music City, bringing them to Henderson and allowing folks to experience that Nashville vibe, but in our charming Rivertown, um, which is just, this is a unique one for sure. Um, people who attend the festival, you know, you always hear like you go one year and you're kind of hooked on it. So what happens is um, there are usually four songwriters um, in each session. Sure. The festival goes usually Wednesday to Saturday. Um, so four songwriters in each session and they just kind of rotate one by one playing their songs acoustic singing their songs telling the stories behind the songs and a lot of these songs are songs that you hear on country radio um, oh yeah but you don't get to hear who actually wrote the song what and you don't get to hear the stories behind those yeah songs. what inspired the song um you know what was what was the songwriter going through whenever they wrote the song and you get this behind the scenes look into the story, like you said, the story, um, which is just really cool and really unique. Um, it's this intimate setting. So um, you have downtown venues, restaurants that convert into a listening room style venue, um, kind of, you know, quiet and low key. And you, you just get to have this one-on-one -on -one up close, personal time with these songwriters. So you don't have to go to yeah. Nashville to experience that. You can do that in Henderson every year. And I'll, I'll tell you, from everything I hear, these songwriters absolutely love coming to Henderson every summer. It's kind of like oh, yes. their summer camp getaway. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they're all spoiled rotten when they, when they come. So that yeah. helps too. They are treated well. Uh, <laughs> so that, you know, these these guys keep coming back every year. So I think that says a lot about our community. Yeah. And you feel like, you feel like you're those guys family when you're in those sessions, not only because you're up so close and personal with them, but because, you know, you can relate to a lot of those stories a lot of times. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's definitely well worth your uh, time investment to hit it up year after year. Now we're going to switch to August. Now, have you noticed June, July, August, all of these months in Henderson are covered 
with yep. great festivals and how many communities can say that so why don't let's talk a little bit shall we about bluegrass in the park which just wrapped up actually absolutely so bluegrass in the park is a great way to kind of um, close out at least the big music festival season here in Henderson so um, it's more than just the bluegrass music. And again, this is a festival put on entirely by volunteers. I can't stress that enough, how, how impressive that is. Um, so you have Friday night and all day Saturday of live bluegrass music, usually regional bands that come to Henderson to perform. Right. Um, bluegrass music is just feel good, low key, chill, like you could set up your chair in Audubon Mill Park on our beautiful riverfront and just chill all day listening to the music. But if you think bluegrass music might not be your thing, there's so much else going on during this festival. Oh yeah. Um, it's usually a petting zoo for the kids, which is always a hit. Um, the young at heart will enjoy that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The folk life demonstrations, um, soap making, butter churning, uh, there's blacksmith, just things that are fun to learn about. Um, Isn't there a 5K that goes along with that too? Yep, yep. That's what I thought, so, yeah. Yeah, so usually on Friday night, there's the Fox on the Run 5K. Um, the Kentucky Wheelmen do um, the old timey like big wheeled um there's a term for it and it's escaped me right now but the big wheeled bicycles they do um a ride and a and a demonstration with that on saturday um food vendors of course it's not a festival in henderson if you don't have just our excellent you gots to have the munchies <laughs> exactly <laughs> food vendors um it's just one of those family friendly festivals come out experience it once and you'll want to keep coming back every single year yeah you'll be hooked and like you said there's just a wide array of things to enjoy and and, and give the bluegrass music a shot it, you know even if you don't think you like it it, it might grow on you and you'll just, you'll you know you'll be <laughs> right and you know sam bluegrass music is really having a moment like on the world stage right now it's very trendy and oh, yeah. for us to be you know, what is it, 60 miles away from Bill Monroe. Roseanne, yeah. Yeah, home place. That's pretty cool. So it is. And it, it was born in our great state. So we need to embrace it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so lots of fun, lots of fun festivals and lots of events kind of sprinkled in between too. So I really, I feel like when the weather starts to turn warmer around here, we just kind of naturally transition into this like cool laid-back festival river town yeah uh, <laughs> it's like we've been cooped up all winter but so yeah. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get out and have some fun yep. but, <laughs> but anyway now um you, you mentioned that you mentioned porch festival a little bit ago so i might as well let you touch on that too we had that i guess about a month or two back so let's let's uh give our listeners a little taste of what porch fest is like shall we Sure. So Porch Fest is um, an event that the Downtown Henderson Partnership puts on. Um, 2021 was the second event, obviously took a brief hi hiatus in 2020, like so many of our events did. Sure. Uh, 
this came, the idea for this came out of a group called Create Henderson that was kind of a result of the vision plan and DHP really took it and ran with it. So about 10 front porches on South Main Street convert into venues for live music. Um, right. So the homeowners really take ownership over this. Um, to my understanding, they typically identify the musician that they want performing at their house. Um, they take a lot of pride in being excellent hosts and uh, you can just kind of take your family down and hop from front porch to front porch um, just experiencing all of these. Or you can stand about halfway between two porches and, you know, get two different yeah. <laughs> concerts at once. <laughs> there you go. See, you got to think outside the box sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway. Free event, you know, another, so many of our events are totally free, which is pretty spectacular. Yes, again, and, uh, and when is this so people can mark it on their calendar? Uh, so typically the first weekend in June, the first Saturday in June. There you go. So right before Handy Fest. Yeah, good way to kind of segue into. So you can just, you know, stay for a few weeks and take them both in. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, the last but certainly not least, uh, why don't let's talk about the ever popular Lions Club Arts and Crafts Festival, which is sort of like a, a fall kickoff, if you will. Yeah. So the Lions Club took this on um, a few years ago, I guess, and it has just been growing and growing every year. So uh, the Lions Club Arts and Crafts Festival is a um, showcase of local and regional artisans in sure. Auburn State Park. And they're not just Hendersonians, they're coming from all over. Um, Obviously, you have the food vendors, you have the fall colors starting to pop out at Audubon State Park, which is just always magical um, activities for the kids. And it's a great way to kickstart your holiday shopping um, with some unique finds. Um, but if you don't find something for, you know, Christmas gifts, you're definitely going to find something that you've just got to have for yourself. Oh, yeah. Just um, one of those feel good fall festivals you know October is probably my favorite time of year and this is just kind of one of those events that pairs oh yeah out. just be prepared for bumper to bumper traffic on highway 41 so that's right but you know what that's a good thing <laughs> it is yes <laughs> we want bumper to bumper we wouldn't have it any other way so yeah. that's usually a, a Saturday and Sunday right yes um, October 2nd and 3rd this year. 2nd and 3rd this year. So mark that on your calendar and be there. Support the Lions Club and uh, get some noteworthy artwork in the process. So gosh, the, all that, all those festivals, Justin Henderson and and who knows, maybe more to come. Yeah. <laughs> Along the lines of the Arts and Crafts Festival, which is at Audubon, you know, it ought to be illegal to talk about Henderson without mentioning the widely renowned John James Audubon State Park. So uh, aside from hosting the annual Arts and Crafts Festival, Abby, um, talk a little bit about what the park has to offer and describe what makes it so special. Yeah, so first of all, um, the Audubon Museum there um, at Audubon State Park houses the largest collection of Audubon art and uh, artifacts and originals in the world. So to have that right here in Henderson is pretty spectacular. 
the museum is just a wonderful experience for Audubon enthusiasts and Audubon amateurs will say alike. Um, you don't have to be like a birder on the weekends to appreciate what what the park has to offer. So definitely encourage anyone out there listening, if you have not toured the Audubon Museum, it's really amazing and such a gem for our community. Um, so definitely head out there. They um, typically do a promotion seasonally called Museum Mondays, where you get free admission into the museum on Mondays. Gotta so, love it. Yep, just a little plug for oh, that. Yeah. Um, downstairs, there's um, a gallery space with rotating exhibitions by local and regional artists. Um, right now, the exhibition is like a, a textile, textile art. Um, that just opened, I believe, last week. Um, so it's brand new, be up for, for several weeks. Really unique type of display. Um, so definitely head out to check that out. There sure. are programs, just fun programs for kids that the naturalist puts on throughout the year. Um, group hikes throughout the year, miles and miles and miles of trails to go enjoy um, on a group hike or on your own. Um, of course, the cabins out there, it's a great way to experience the park for a oh, little yeah. getaway. Um, the campground um, is slated to open in spring of 2022. I know we that's get, been a long time coming. I know we get calls all the time um, asking what the status of the campground is. Um, but what I'll say is, you know, from the updates that I've received, they're really gonna do this the right way. Um, and it, you know, it's, that takes work and that takes time and, and planning, of course. So we're really excited for the campground to open up again um, for visitors to be able, be able to experience that. Um, the lake is drained right now, but whenever the lake is full of water again, um, there's the canoes and kayaks and fishing opportunities and just a little escape. And to be, to have this natural escape so close to to town sure. um, you know you're not going to get lost going there it's right off of highway 41 right so that's really neat one of the last places you see before you cross the bridge yeah <laughs> and just the architecture out there is so lovely um the kind of the front lawn there in front of the museum is so it's like picturesque for you know take your kids and go on a family picnic and uh, right and plus, Miss Kim McGrew-Liggett is an art extraordinaire. Yes, lots of workshops for adult artists and kiddos. Um, I think those those workshops start at age three. So we're excited for, for our, daughter, our daughter to get to participate. So, so yeah, uh, Eliza's about ready for those workshops. So I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if that weren't enough, I got a golf course. So. Yeah, thank you. The golf course, too. Um, so there's lots to do out there. You could, again, I mean, you could book a cabin and have a long weekend there and never, never really have to yeah. leave. I know locals from Henderson who've lived here all their life. And when they got married, they still wanted to, to do their honeymoon right here in one yeah. of those cabins at Audubon because it's just so scenic. That's fun. So, so there's, <laughs> you know, there's something to be said for that. So 
take you in Audubon, now just up the road, uh, there's another notable park that we need to talk about here because another longtime Henderson staple is the legendary Ellis Park race yes. course. So fill us in, if you would, Abby, on the events and amenities which make Ellis Park such a heavenly horse haven. Yeah. So, you know, whenever we think about Kentucky, we think about the Bluegrass State, so many of us, especially for visitors, and this is, you know, this is a good thing. Um, we associate Kentucky with horses and with bourbon, right? So right. Oh, yeah. the fact that we have a thoroughbred racetrack right here in Henderson and we can offer live racing to visitors, um, you know, we, we're stakeholders in that, in that signature industry for our state. Um, so Ellis Park racing um, happens on weekends throughout the summer. It, the season ends around Labor Day. Right. Uh, post time is usually 1250 um, p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. Ellis Park is a family-friendly place to catch live racing. Your kids will love it. Um, you can get right up there by the track and watch the horses. If you've never been to a live thoroughbred race, there is really nothing quite like it. And it's hard to describe. Like, even if you've watched it on TV, it's totally different in person. Not the same, no. Yeah. These animals are absolutely beautiful. Um, the energy that you feel during the race is just exciting. Um, you know, you can bet, and I hope you win, um, if you do, <laughs> yes. Park, uh, but you don't have to do that to enjoy it. If that isn't your thing. No. Um, yeah, I can tell you, I, it's fun for me to, you know, place a two, a $2 bet. I rarely win because I usually, um, like just choose the horse based on, what name I think is the cutest. Yeah, or, or what horse you fall in love with after looking at him. Yeah, yeah. But just even going through the program and checking out, um, you know, the horse's names and learning more about the horses is really fun. Um, obviously, concession stands, they've got JB barbecue out there again this year. Um, free admission. Can't so beat can, that. Yeah, you can take your family out for free, unique experience for the kids. Um, and then, of course, there's the gaming floor with the historical horse racing. Um, if you're if you're more into like the casino games, so right, they've got uh, a lot of those types of machines as well that you can use to bet. And we're actually hosting a lot of the uh, normal Churchill Down races this year, aren't we? Yes, I think um, some of those races have kind of been diverted over. Right, uh -huh. I thought yeah. I'd heard that. So another yeah. another incentive to come to Ellis Park. Yeah, <laughs> so you can see some exceptionally fast horses at Ellis Park. Um, they are, they've been a staple in our community for almost a century now. Um, and local support is is just such an important part of, of helping our local track thrive. Um, so get out there, take your family um, spend the day with your friends, have yes. a little date day. It's it's so much fun. Good therapy. Yes, it'll it'll cure what I owe you for sure. Yeah. Now, especially if you win. Especially if that if winning helps. <laughs> <laughs> winning helps, but even if you don't, you'll get good food and good fun. Yeah. So anyway, after taking in all these aforementioned attractions and activities, we're gonna be a little tired, Abby, and we're probably gonna need a a comfy spot to rest our bones. So we right. touched we touched on a few of these earlier, but if you would 
talk to us about the um, plethora of hotel and lodging options available here in town. Yeah. So we really do um, have something for everyone that could fulfill, I think, every need as far as the visitor goes um, that's coming into our community. Um, so we touched on uh, the cabin scene out at sure. Auburn State Park. Right. Um, kind of similar but different. We have um, the cabins out at Farmer and Frenchman. Oh, Those yeah super special there are three cabins out there they stay booked up on weekends I can tell you um we we just went on a little staycation a few weeks ago um and it looked like they were booked on Saturdays through November and this was in like April whenever we booked it so oh goodness uh, so, <laughs> yeah. so word is spreading rapidly <laughs> yeah plan ahead if you want to stay out there but that's just a special kind of romantic spot um to enjoy uh, we do have some, a few rentals that are on like Airbnb, VRBO um, out in the county. So if you want a lot of space and fresh air, we do have a few options there, which is nice to have a little diversity in our market mix there. Oh, sure. Uh, we have, you know, the hotels that you're familiar with, you kind of know exactly what you're getting, which a lot of travelers um, take a lot of comfort in that on the strip. So Holiday Inn, Comfort Inn, Sleep Inn, Ramada. Uh, yeah, those are pretty consistent across the board. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're going to get when you stay there. <laughs> yeah. Economy um, has recently rebranded to Envy, and they are spending quite a bit of money out there to upgrade the rooms, which is really nice. And then we have the smaller mom and pop motel style, um, kind of what... You know, I think back to when uh, Americans really started traveling and enjoying vacations. Uh, this is something that a lot of baby boomers are just really comfortable with. That's the way that they remember vacationing as kids. Um, and so we have those mom and pop style motels, um, budget friendly options. So really something for everyone. Something that I would love to see um, in the future and something that um you know, I, I would say is being pursued would mm -hmm. be um, a lodging lodging option downtown. So a boutique style hotel downtown. I think that is something that that we're missing. And uh, just that's a worthy goal. Yeah. And there is a market for it. You know, we keep a close eye on um, star reports, which is kind of a how hotels report um, in the industry. Um so we see that there is an opportunity and that's something that's missing from our market. Sure. One thing that I want to make sure I really hit home um, to all the locals that are listening to this podcast today, if you are um, someone who has influence in your company or where you work or you have family coming into town, please make sure that you're giving our local hotels a chance to uh, provide their warm hospitality to your guests. No uh, doubt. I second yeah. that. Yes. So we have great options um, that, you know, these folks really, they, they care about the hospitality they're providing. Um, and it's so important to support local. You know, we're all on board with supporting our local restaurants, our local shops, and uh, we need to support our, our local hotel industry um, as well, because um, they're a big part of our, our local economy and, and, keeping things turning there so yep. 
we need to we need to keep henderson's heart beating long term that's, so, right. that's right yes indeed while we wait for that boutique style uh venue downtown henderson to stay and rest your bones uh take in ellen in bed and breakfast it'll be well worth it yes yes our b and b's too yes you're right um ellen in right here by the railroad bridge which is really special for train watchers um, and folks who want to have that up close river experience at uh, victorian quarters as well is a downtown b and um, great hosts i know um gosh the visitors at lnn we we see them in our welcome center so often and they there's they have so many repeat customers they have a great experience they're Greg and Nibby take great care of them. Um, and it's just one of those unique experiences to be able to stay in this historic home right near the river, right by the railroad bridge. Um, and you're walking distance to all that our downtown has to offer. There's um, no better place than Henderson to shop till we drop. Now, Abby, I know you don't like to shop at all, do you? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got plenty of highly regarded local stores offering rock bottom bargains so if you would miss dixon give us an overview of the splendid shopping scene prevalence throughout this charming community yeah so it's ever growing too it seems like um our shopping scene is really thriving and we're kind of becoming a destination for um at least like a girlfriend shopping day uh, which is pretty cool so of course, oh, yeah. TikTok, you have all sorts of unique products there from boutique clothes to upscale home goods. Um, you know, they they carry the Jack Rudy line, which I think is really cool. Great gift ideas. Um, a tip top is, uh, is that on 41 or where is that? Um, it's kind of off of Green Street. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of tucked away back there, um, but it's definitely a gem, and it's been around for several years now. Um, they sure. have, you know, a lot of these uh, small local shops have really um, capitalized on having more of an online presence too. Oh yeah, Tip Top is one that um, I think is doing really well with that. So, I'll so whatever. When you're kind of strolling Main Street, um, you know, you have a bushel and a peck, you have beach bum, you have the olive leaf, which has just changed ownership. And Kaylin is doing a great job with that store. You have- Oh yeah, Kaylin Poole. Yeah, uh, Landy Lane, um, Gepetals. Like if you're looking oh, yeah. for a gift, you know you can find it there. Beautiful flowers from Geppetto's too. Yes, Jamie is very, she's an artist for sure. Um, but a lot of these brands, you know, and then Simon Shoes, Wilkerson Shoes, how many towns can say we have not one, but two of these like mom and pop style uh, shoe shop, a specialty shop where you sit down and they were, they'll measure your foot and they can provide this curated experience just for whatever you're looking for. I just, I think that's, so so cool um but a lot of these stores carry the brands that you know we're looking for um online i know beach bum carries uh kate spade um accessories and the spartina bags i really love um a bushel and a peck what i love about that store is um hadley sells some of her local her her art um in the store which i think is really cool um 
I yeah, they, they auctioned some of that off at uh, Songfest too, I know. Yeah, and you can you can order custom, you know, paintings. That's that's kind of my go-to uh, for a gift. I'm telling uh, you, that's <laughs> that's unique in and of itself. Yeah, so you can find not only the unique things that you can only find at these stores here, um, but you can also find some of those familiar brands um, from, like you said, rock bottom bargains to more upscale gift items too. You can find that all right here in Henderson. Um, and it, you know, again, we we're all on board with shopping local and, and sometimes it's the experience that, you know, Amazon Prime just can't deliver, um, but you can oh, yeah. get it right here in Henderson. It's much more personal. And not only are you getting great deals, but you're supporting local people and you're probably going to make some friends in the process. Absolutely. So, you know, shop local. And in many cases, you can shop online local. That's right. That's right. <laughs> These stores that are taking advantage of that route. So don't miss out on those opportunities. Now, hours upon hours of local shopping will undoubtedly trigger a hearty appetite. Now, food is one of my favorite subjects. Anybody that's anybody that's listened to this show for any extended period of time knows that I love to talk food. So enlighten us, Abby, on the wide array of Henderson restaurants, which welcome us in to feed our face. Yeah, absolutely. So we can't talk about food in Henderson without kicking off the conversation, uh, talking about barbecue, right? Oh, no, cannot. Yep. So <laughs> we have some great barbecue joints, J&B, Thomason's, the mm. what barbecue, uh, Taylor's Grill on Wheels, um, perfect carryout option to run across the street to the Riverfront Park and, and enjoy that. Um, so I would say barbecue is definitely our signature dish. Definitely. Um, even, you know, we have Tom's food truck and up in smoke. So we have several options for some pretty good barbecue here. And I'll tell you, I'm going to tell on some of my friends <laughs> uh, over in Owensboro. I had some friends come to town for, for work and I took them to J and B, yeah. to, you know, have an honest conversation. Okay. What do you think? Because they're pretty wild about Minlot over there. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, I'm not going to name any names, but they were, they were almost ready to say that J&B barbecue um, was superior to How about that? That's high price. World famous Moonlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you who haven't been to Western Kentucky, another unique thing we have at um, a lot of the local barbecue establishments is mutton. Yep. That, that's our claim to fame here. If you, and you know, you go an hour east of here and ask for mutton, they're like, what's that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we can, I mean, we can whip that up for you. So exactly. we've got you covered on good barbecue. You can't come visit us without trying our barbecue while you're here. Oh no. Um, so then some other great recommendations we always have, you know, if you're looking for really good breakfast, um, fried chicken, we have Banjis, we have Eastgate. Um, those are just a couple of many mom and pop options with just home style good cooking that you're going to leave satisfied um metzger's historic tavern such a cool experience uh mo and her crew do a great job out there with you know those staples that have always been on the metzger's menu like your chili your burgers your grilled cheese hot dogs all Indeed. of that but then some twists with some really neat specials that's always 
fun to see what the special is for the day and a great place to have a cocktail too. So love Metzger's. Oh yeah. Around the downtown area, of course, we have Hometown Roots, which has quickly become a local favorite. Oh, yeah. We never pass by Hometown Roots when it's not hopping. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. You just, you could go on like a random Tuesday at eight o'clock at night and, you know, there might be a wait. People just exactly. love it. It's become a regional favorite. And Casey and his crew just do a fabulous job. Um, they're so hospitable. They've really emphasized a great customer experience, which is um, of course, very important to tourism. So oh, love yeah. what they're doing there. Yeah, great home cooking place. And you know, who else who else has fermented cheese fritters? So exactly. You know, it's stuff like that. Rookies. Um, Rookies has my favorite salad, which, you know, who gets too jazzed about salad and great prime rib, awesome burgers. Probably my favorite burger um, is from Rookies. Um and it's kind of like the cheers of Henderson, which is pretty cool. Sometimes you want to go everybody knows your name. Yeah, Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I think Rodney needs to start singing that every time. Um, I think so. Yeah. Rock House on the River. Great yes. views of the Ohio River. Probably the best views in town. Um, that's one of our favorites. We're there multiple times a week. Which yes, and I host trivia there. I'm one of the trivia hosts. Uh, yeah, on Mondays. On Monday nights at seven o'clock. And you've hosted trivia time or two, haven't you? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's good times. Of course, you know, thinking about out in the county, we have Farmer and Frenchman, um, which has become such a destination. I mean, whenever you look around the parking lot, you see more vehicles um, from definitely out of county a lot that are from out of state than you do Henderson and I think that's a really what Uber and Katie have created out there is so special and so unique for our area people oh, love yeah. it um so those are you know I am I'm missing so many we have so many great restaurants Koi is one um you can get sushi um and the Asian dishes we Bye. all have um, there's just, there really is something for everyone when it comes to our dining scene. And it's something that has been recognized regionally. Um, you know, where our, our culinary scene is growing and it's thriving here in Henderson. Now, there are a couple of new restaurants in the works in Henderson, both very unique concepts that we're really excited about. So, See, so the scene is about to explode even more. Yes. So you won't leave hungry. <laughs> yeah. If you do, it's your own fault. Exactly. So, <laughs> we yeah. live in a hotbed, <laughs> <laughs> to right. say the least, for, for great restaurants. Well, uh, Abby, you've been a blast. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that all of the locals who are listening, um, you know, Look, look at your hometown every day, and I hope that you can find something to be proud of. Um, we're hospitable, warm, welcoming place, and I can tell you our visitors, especially, you know, we've had record number of river cruisers this summer. Um, our visitors oh, yes. really, really love Henderson, so that's something that we should all be proud of, and we should should always be looking for opportunities to make our community even better. So and discover so our nature. So yes, <laughs> yeah, we we can't forget that. Yeah, we've got a few more riverboat visits lined up uh, this summer, don't we? 
Yeah, actually our season is longer than usual. Um, our last riverboat will come in October. So. Okay, gotcha. Hard. So yeah. yeah, we are dragging it out. Why not? That's, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah, we, we all need it. So go on down there and soak up the riverboats. Well, uh, Abby, you've been great. We sure appreciate it. And we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sam. Now, if you're not pumped about Henderson after that chat, my friend, you just might be in a coma. I really don't know what we're going to do with you. But if you want to learn even more about all that this lovely community has to offer, it couldn't be easier. All you got to do is visit the Tourist Commission's website, which I will link you to in my show notes as well. HendersonKY.org is that address, and you can also email Abby Dixon there with any inquiries that you may have. A-B-B-Y at H-E-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-K-Y.org. Abby can also be found at Henderson Tourist Commission on Facebook and via Twitter and Instagram, both. It's at Tour Henderson KY. So, absolutely no excuse for you not to dive in headfirst and find out what we're all about here in Henderson. If you're trying to map out where to go and what to do when, you're really going to have to put some strategy and thought into it because the possibilities are seemingly endless. And of course, we talked about Monday Night Trivia at Rock House on the River. And while you're partaking in trivia, you can feast on wonderful pizza, salads, breadsticks. I don't care what you order from Rock House on the River. You're going to be beyond pleased. And Abby mentioned the cabins at Farmer and Frenchman. That is a one-of-a-kind winery out here in Henderson County with a very scenic setting. And I tell you, you, just can't be beat. In fact, my high school class, the class of 2006, we had our 10-year reunion in the barn at Farmer and Frenchman. And it was a blast, to say the least. So it's a place that we all need to experience. I don't care how much effort it requires on your part. Trust me, it's well worth it. As are the parks. And of course, there's plenty of lodging. Lots of opportunities to stay and play. Henderson is truly where the action is, as we've discovered. And we sure thank Abby Dixon, the Executive Director of the Tourist Commission, for jumping on board with us today. And y'all need to pay Abby a visit when you head to the Depot Welcome Center. No better place to start your journey through Henderson. And you can uh, see and explore lots of unique items there. Snag souvenirs from the gift shop. And then shake a howdy with Abby and tell her that Blabbing in the Bluegrass sent you. I'll be glad you did. She'll be glad you did. And everybody will be happy. How's that? We, we like smiling faces around here. So with that, plenty more fun where that came from is happening next week on the show. But we ain't done yet. We have the answer to the Bluegrass Brain Buster, which we revealed at the beginning of the program. And to recap... Last week, we found out that Bandana in Ballard County was the state's smallest community in terms of population with 203 residents. So this week, I wanted to know, what is the Commonwealth's smallest county in terms of population? And your answer, none other than... Robertson County in northeastern Kentucky, right smack in the middle of the Licking River. It is the state's smallest county in terms of population with 2,064 
that is the estimated count of people living there. But I've heard good things about it. They're all happy and they're all friendly. So, you know, if you pay a visit to Robertson County, everybody's going to make you feel a little better, regardless of what's haunting you. So, definitely worth a visit. Robertson County in northeastern Kentucky, the Commonwealth's smallest county in terms of population. So come on back next week. In the meantime, you know how to get a hold of me. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. Also the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. Like and follow it for previous episodes, updates on future shows. You can make comments, leave messages there too. Also, don't forget about us on Apple, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify. They're all free, they're all easy, and you can listen to and subscribe to the program via each of those avenues. We strongly encourage it as well. So until we meet again, you know your assignment. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep laughing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.